0: the roto grinders daily fantasy football podcast is presented to you by yahoo sports daily fantasy make sure you check them out again on sunday the baller is back it's two hundred thousand dollars and a nice ten dollar buy-in price point remember if you like the mass multi-enter you can do it 150 lineups and you can build them right on lineup hq at rotogrinders.com
1: Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast week 11. Dean here. That's Dean 7904. If you want to get all tactical on me? Uh, usual suspects. First of all, we got Travis Van Gogh, who's a gamer. He's giving it a go. He's not 100%. Uh, he was almost a late scratch. But uh, Travis, we appreciate it. you're gonna power through your, your, uh, you're not your top of your game. Can we say that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Probably not the top of my game. Not feeling the greatest, but we're going to power through. And, uh, you know, if at the end I feel like it, I'm just going to foul myself out and hit the bench, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> well, we hope that's not the case.
2: Well, you were saying before the before the show, you're going to do a little Jordan uh, flu game magic. So maybe maybe you, you close strong. Who the hell knows? Yeah, I'm either going to do the Jordan flu game or I'll just do the Porzingis, man. Like the game was so bad, we just, uh, we just hit that bad boy out. See, that's a good
1: reference. Like, if people are listening live, but they're not Mangome. This is a podcast for the NFL for the entire week, and of course, this is the first podcast you listen to in all of DFS, not the last, because, like, as we said in the title, it's the early week. Uh, you know, first look, first. We're just kind of taking a look, taking a look, and seeing what's going going on. Of course, our opinions will change throughout the week. Uh, Grant, Grant Nefer, we're not going to ignore you. What's going on, Grant?
3: You, who says I change my opinions throughout the week? What I give is gold on Mondays. So, second well, thing,
1: you used st- to. <laughs> <laughs> That's you understand. Grant with new information comes new takes, and this is Monday, and a lot of the things we're basing our takes off on Monday. We're recording it right after Monday Night Football. Congrats to the Seahawks. Um, you know things may change as the week progresses, so you're you're entitled. You don't you're not married to your opinion. You can change it. I'm not gonna hold you to it.
3: I've never changed an opinion. I still think Backstreet Boys is the greatest band ever. Ever since 1994.
1: Well, I don't think a band is a liberal interpretation of the word. They're musicians, I suppose. It's literally Man, called a boy you're band. A boy band, and that's a great take, by the way, Grant. Well, first of all, uh, I would argue a band has to actually play musical instruments. No, like that's No, not, not a boy the, the band. The ability
3: to. <laughs> One would argue that a mouth is a musical
0: instrument. <laughs>
2: I mean, I suppose, sure, but uh, one can argue the Beatles were a boy band, and they're one of the greatest bands of all time, arguably. Man, go—that's the worst take ever. They actually played instruments. The Beatles? Did you not know this? Yeah, but then you can argue they're a boy band. You know, what I mean, they have all. Well, the they were same... marketed
1: as yeah. a boy band, like uh, well, yeah, exactly help or whatever. But they, yeah, they, they became one of the most innovative bands of all time because they progressed over time. And the Backstreet Boys never really got out of. Why are we talking about the Backstreet Boys? And also, because. if we're going to say that, we're going to go down this this road. And sync is better than the Backstreet Boys. Like, oh, no, like come
3: That is ridiculous. Bad, 98 what, what, degrees was better than sync. All right, Nick Lachey. <laughs> I love Nick Lachey. I've met Nick Lachey.
1: I like Nick Lachey too. I want to discuss this. See, I'm curious to hear what your take. What happened with Nick? Yeah, I think he's underrated. And uh, I no, Gre- uh, Go it.
3: ahead. He had, he had that. Honestly, his album "What's Left of Me" was very <laughs> inspiring and like what? thoughtful That's after what? his breakup with uh, Jessica Simpson. Sure. Let's we, save the, let's save the
2: Nick Lachey there. story for afterwards when I'm sitting on the bench. <laughs> I want to learn
3: more about Nick Lachey.
1: I'm excited about this, but <laughs> unfortunately, I don't want to say it. Unfortunately, we're going to talk some football. Um, we do want to give a shout-out, Grant, uh, as far as our winner from last week. Uh, you know, of course, if you guys answer our question in the little uh, the chat area, you know, in the link on the Runners page, you have your chance of uh, getting a Runners t-shirt. And who's our winner this week, Grant? Uh, which one did
3: we decide on?
1: Well, it was a group decision, and uh, well, first of all, the topic was the weirdest concoction of food that you like. It's just sort of weird, and for whatever reason you like it, sell us on it, and you gave the hardest sales pitch for the winner being Hogger67, who uh, apparently his wife does not approve of what he eats, so he's kind of got to sneak away and do this on his own time, so when she's sleeping, he's hitting up the, uh, the kitchen and putting together a concoction of uh, cream with butter, brown sugar, and oats, and he eats it raw, so... Um, yeah, he's like Method Man. They're eating that raw. Um, I, I don't know what that's called. I've never. He doesn't give a name for it. It's his I think it's called
3: one. Diabetes.
1: There you go. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you, congratulations. Uh, Hogger67, slide into the DMs. Uh, give me your information. We'll make sure you get yourself an RG t shirt. And how can somebody win an RG t shirt this week, Grant?
3: Um, weird restaurant stories. I think that's what we decided. Was that yeah. what we decided?
1: we had a couple thrown out there, but that works. Sure. Weird restaurants. Yeah,
3: well, this last weekend I was out at a bar on Sunday and some guy comes up to us and he's like, Hey, are you using this chair, which the standard thought is of course not. You get, you can take it over to your table where you need an extra chair. Dude sits down, orders a beer and sandwich. <laughs> that is such a boss power. move, <laughs> Alpha.
1: I respect that so
3: much. Well, I'm like, I, I'm kind of angry because at least he didn't, if he would have said, Hey, do you mind if I sit here? That's a D- different conversation. Different. Yeah.
1: Well, you don't you can't say no, can you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, but at least there would be it would be kind of like, all right, well, we're not gonna talk to you. We're having our own conversation.
1: You know what you're getting yourself into when, when you answer the question.
3: Yeah. And then he <laughs> eats a sandwich and drinks his beer within 10 minutes. It was incredible. <laughs> like I couldn't even be angry at him afterwards. I'm like, all right, wow.
1: He's efficient. Well, maybe he thought it was awkward you guys weren't talking to him.
3: I mean Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It was, it was a, it was a crazy scene. Mangon, what would you do in this situation?
2: I was on mute for a second. I was doing something on my computer, but oh man. Uh, yeah. So I was, um, yeah, in that situation, I don't know what I would do exactly. I, my weird restaurant story is I had my waitress quit on me. Like need like shift. Like she hated our table so much. She passed <laughs> us off to another waitress. Uh, <laughs> that was very interesting. We, we knew the waitress she passed us off to. And it's because I was doing, uh, well my one friend was kind of being annoying, but I was doing the uh, Buffalo wild wings challenge, right? The wing challenge. And, um, What's that? oh, uh, you got to eat like 12 of the hottest wings in like three minutes or whatever. Oh, and out. I was I was just looking for, you know, the uh, I was looking for the loopholes, right? I'm just trying to see like what's the best scenario. is Like do I just go right into the wing right away? Or is there a way where I can just like rip all the meat off the wing first, get it all ready to go and then eat all of it? Like can I do that in a minute and then have two minutes to eat so like the uh, the spiciness doesn't bother me? I was just looking for loopholes left and right. And uh, the waitress basically said if I did it that way, then I'm not a man and was trying to like, you know, make fun of me for it. And then I basically said I asked asked the manager if that was okay and the uh the manager said yeah if you want to do that that's fine and I just said suck it and then I ended up not doing the challenge in time three minutes and like 10 seconds uh oh. actually it was like three minutes and like four seconds but like I think what happened was the uh I don't think the manager liked me enough and like he was like oh there's some meat on those bones like I got all of it in my mouth in time but I didn't like swallow it in time it was some garbage lot you gotta eat the time. grizzle too did you not eat the grizzle uh, no, I don't, I don't think
3: I, ate the I have in fact done this challenge in one, but we should probably get into football.
1: <laughs> and also it reminded me of Brit and doing the pizza challenge. Oh, like, you, did, you, needed,
2: you needed those judges because Brit, they graded on a curve and they gave. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, card. I didn't get the. I didn't get the curve. It was, it was frustrating, but whatever.
3: Well, don't tell your waitress to suck it. Oh, yeah.
2: That's
1: probably not the best way to get a uh, good service. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the slate boys. Also, I was a big loser last week. If you guys are not aware, um, yeah, I picked some losers, and you guys are going to have some fun with me later on in the show and tweets or consequences. And to be frank, I was a big loser in DFS as well, too, because I made some terrible pivots. And, uh, uh, you know, Biff just steered me in the wrong direction, unfortunately. But you know what? It's DFS. All we care about is this week. It's a clean slate. Grant, how do we feel as far as the overview? Because as far as the slate, you know, obviously we should say we only talk about the main slate. The buys, we don't care about. So, Green Bay, we're not talking about you. The Giants – not talking about just Seattle, Tennessee as well. Uh, The Thursday night game, Pittsburgh, Cleveland don't care. Monday night, Casey and uh, LA, the Chargers don't care. Sunday night, of course, they're on the sponsor of the podcast, Chicago, and the Rams are not on for their people. Well, that game is not too appealing either. But as far as the main slate grant, we got an 11-gamer. It's the haves and the have-nots, right? It's pretty clear what the good games are and what the bad games are. Is that correct?
3: I mean, yeah, pretty much like, I don't know, some of the bad games have some interesting spots. Thinking, I don't know what you refer to as the good games and the bad games.
1: Well, I mean, okay, Mangoon, let's play a game. <laughs> Jets at Washington, good game or bad game? I mean, hey, game. listen, that's that's a bad game, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> if this is Willy Wonka and these games are eggs, what shoot are they going down?
3: Um, I mean, this is pretty much the same as the Giants versus the Jets. What happened there?
1: I rostered way too much Saquon Barkley and now I am homeless. So, yes.
3: Oh, well, you got that 1 yard. 14 yards after contact.
1: <laughs> I didn't watch that game, but like explain to me what 13 carries and 1 yard looks like.
3: Um did getting anybody see this? 3 yards behind the line of scrimmage every single time.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, it it did not go well for your boy. But Grant, that's that's a bad game, right? I mean, I understand you can find value and you don't let just totals dictate your complete thought, but as of right now, like it's gross, the Jets and Washington. Yes,
3: I mean, I like the Jets side. Not, not really. I mean, okay. I, like we've Some seen these ugly jet. games all year, and we've seen multiple times them turn into ridiculous games. I mean, they're they're, they're two putrid offenses.
1: But. Side note: They're underdogs versus Washington.
3: Yeah, which is hilarious.
1: (laughs) Imagine being an underdog versus Washington.
3: I mean, you've got to find value somewhere if you want to pay it for CMC and his um, 3X every single week.
1: (laughs) Well, there is some value uh, potentially because of Atlanta. Uh, We should mention this as well as far as the injuries. Austin Hooper is going to be out for several weeks. At least that's what we're seeing on Monday night. He's got an MCL. And Devontae Freeman, he's got a foot. So he's likely out as well. Uh, So Hooper and Freeman – Brian Hill, looks like he might emerge as a value play. Breida uh, got hurt Monday night, so kind of stay tuned on that one. And Ty Johnson, of course, you got concussed, uh, concussed last week. And, you know, J.D. McKissick, these aren't the sexiest of names, but they're kind of cheap. We live in a world of a salary cap, and those are the guys that might make things work for
2: you. Um, Mangone, do those names excite you? No, th- those names don't excite me. This, this, <laughs> this, this, this is a really, really Brian nasty. Hill does. No, I mean, yeah, Brian Hill, sure, is like a cheap uh, RB. But, I mean, why are we going out of order here? We're talking Brian Hill and are we talking J.D. McKissick? Is that the word I heard? We're doing the screenshot. This is the overview, and then we'll go to quarterbacks. Listen, the overview is, like you said, there's some good games. There's some bad games. It's pretty simple. You got Atlanta, Carolina, 54 total. Just just go to the totals. Just look at those. It's very simple. Look at Houston, Baltimore, 49 total. Two really good quarterbacks in Watson and Jackson. I think that's a good game. We could definitely like that. Uh, there's, there, there's other games like, you know, Dallas, Detroit, 51 and a half that we don't know exactly what the quarterback situation is have to see on that. We got another yeah. 51, uh, in, uh, you know, we have the bucks and the saints. Uh, there's definitely some crazy pricing. That's like actually the big thing to talk about on this slate Dean, uh, Michael Thomas's price is up, Christian McCaffrey's price is up, Lamar Jackson's price is up. Like you can't just team jam all of them in because it gets really, really obvious. So I think, think McCaffrey's the-, the same price. What are you talking about? That's still an expensive price tag, but, like, Dean, listen, like, if you're telling me I'm getting 27 points, I'm going to take McCaffrey at that price. I know you won't, but I will take 27 points at that price tag. You mean 30?
1: That that conversation was – I mean, look, I – it, 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 this is a callback to a previous conversation, but the idea of like the premise of you can get 27 points, no more, no less out of McCaffrey. And the idea that you need him to win tournaments at 27 points for 10.5 K or
3: no, we're talking cash. There's the difference. Green, I, no, Grant, no, 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 no.
1: The, the, the conversation
2: was around tournaments. Great. I have a question for you. Just, it's a, just a simple question. Um, I think 10 point, 10.5 K I'm, I'm giving you 27 points. Are you just taking it and moving on?
3: In tournaments? no. In cash, in ta- that, that,
2: thank you. Me and Grant are in agreement. Thank you. Okay, but I'm just – I mean, I didn't know if it was cash or tournaments, but well, listen, Dean. you don't get served. It. No, no, I didn't get served, Dean. You, you you wouldn't take it at all in cash, too. I, you That was your argument also. You wouldn't take it at all. No, I'm saying you it's not a lock and lock.
1: It's the nature, the nature of the slate. Uh, it's what the slate yeah. dictates. In and the last you, week of fans? slate, I
3: took McCaffrey for 27 <laughs> points. Two more, no less.
1: In an alternate universe, like Kamara uh, had a really big game and Barkley had a, a really big game. But, you know, we send this out a thousand times and they they beat McCaffrey a certain percentage. Of course, we only have the one result. It's, you know, it's a one game sample size and it was an absolute disaster that blew up in my face. And I had some McCaffrey, but I ended up spending down on Barkley as well, too, because I just, you know, delegated some funds. And again, the premise of like, you need to play a tournament guy for 10.5K for 27 fantasy points, no more, no less. To me, that's a flawed premise. And it's a hypothetical you can't do anyway. So, what's the point of having that conversation? It's interesting if nothing else. But um, are we still doing good game, bad game? Because <laughs> these are pretty. <laughs> Let's move on to
3: quarterback.
1: <laughs> I was enjoying the Willy Wonka reference. Um, so much for that. Uh, all right. So, we have good quarterbacks, Grant. Clearly, good quarterbacks. LJAX is awesome. And as uh, Mangone mentioned, the other side in that game. <laughs> You know, on the Houston side, you got Watson as well, but they're both a bit pricey. Jackson just run, hit the floor is amazing because you know he he was going to run for seventy yards, he might get in the box, and you're you're already basically halfway home. But he's super expensive, depending on where you're shopping. He's seven point seven k on DK. That's eight hundred dollars more than the next dude. That's kind of pricey. Uh, Forty one on Yahoo, and then let's see if you kind of work your way down as far as Yahoo. Mango, As I'm talking, the Grant, take a peek at, at Yahoo and see. Uh, give me some value plays over there as far as quarterback, but. You know, Grant, are we prioritizing uh, Lamar, or are you going to kind of work your way down?
3: No, I'm I'm not playing Lamar. 7,700 seems like a ridiculous price tag. He's not not Patrick Mahomes, (laughs) who we still struggle. I mean, he has been putting up 30 every single week. Yes, he could potentially do that again, but it's not like there aren't other good options. I mean, you already mentioned it. We have Watson going up against Baltimore on the other side there probably going to put up a big game we got drew Brees for 800 less going Ooh. up against tampa bay who we've already seen what jared goff put up 500 yards and this is a spot where like drew Brees, they're a run first team most of the time they might run a little bit here but chances are they're probably just passing last two weeks drew Brees has 40 or last two games drew Brees has 40 passing attempts. grant he hasn't done great in those games but Sometimes it just happens that you just have an off game. Going up against Tampa Bay is literally the perfect get-right spot here. Drew Brees should absolutely crush here. We got the Dallas and Detroit game with a very high total, which seems fishy, but, I mean, if Vegas is is putting it that high, then, like, it's got to have some merit to it. And Dak, like, Zeke hasn't been quite the same a lot of this year. Um, So Dak could end up with a massive game. This week, we have Jameis wick If you
1: listen real closely, you can hear Van Gogh typing his blog, but continue. And that's
2: not, yeah.
3: me that me not me typing. That
1: is was me typing. <laughs> that's Grant typing. Case it was right.
3: me typing because the line for Dallas in Detroit just does not make sense to me, and I was double-checking it.
1: We don't know because Stafford's questionable, right? So what, what do we have as far as the line? Yeah, it's I'm Detroit plus four.
3: Yeah, It's Detroit plus – yeah, that makes sense to me, but the 49 total is what surprises me, um, especially if Stafford doesn't play. Then we got Derek Carr going up against Cincinnati with thirty implied total for Oakland, and Oakland's got
1: got the biggest team total Grant this week. Isn't that wild?
3: Yeah, if I told you at the beginning of the season, Oakland after AB left, Oakland would be a ten point favorite against anyone but the Dolphins. Yeah, it would. You think twice about it, but if
2: if I I told you Oakland was one game out of the division against the Chiefs, you hey, is Oakland good? Mangone are they hashtag good? Uh, Hashtag okay. I, very, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're pulling this. They're off.
3: one of the best coach teams in the NFL, which is ridiculous <laughs> to say after what we saw from Josh Gruden last year, which was nothing short of miraculous coaching in order to tank. But that's more
2: exposing the other coaches in the league, I think, than saying Gruden's a great coach. But go ahead and continue, Mate yeah, and no, he also called him Josh Gruden, So I'm curious if there's like a different guy there pulling the strings. Is it Josh. Josh? Yeah, I think he did, but maybe, maybe I heard it wrong. Who knows? But uh, I thought you said Josh, and you probably mixed up Josh Jacobs and John Gruden together. That's and quite, Jay
3: Gruden right? all together.
2: But, uh, yeah, no, uh, Dean asked for like the uh, Wahoo Yahoo play, right? The, the play that's going to just win you all the money. It's Kyler Murray, right? Uh, if I told you $25, you can buy uh, Gardner Minshew, Kyler Murray, Andy Dalton, or Jared Goff. I mean, it's it's a pretty easy well, – Gar- Man, go and go, you he's not playing this week, is he? I know he's not. Neither is Andy Dalton, I'm assuming. That's okay. why I'm just saying. They're $25. It's just like I'm trying to explain, like, Kyler Murray's $25 and two guys who got benched are $25. Like, this is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, Kyler Murray's probably the guy. But if, if there's, like, just an immense amount of value, you're probably just uh, heading over to Lamar Jackson at $41. But uh, you have to have that value kind of come into play.
1: Yeah, uh, condolences to Grant. By the way, he's a big binchu guy. But you know, BDN is back. Uh, I'm a goes. I'm a
3: big big Dick Nick guy. <laughs>
1: well, if you had to choose, you know, Sophie's choice.
3: I'd, I'd choose the one with the larger third leg as opposed to the larger two quads.
1: If they're falling off a cliff, you'd save who first and
3: what? But uh, but. I have uh, more things to grab onto with Nick. Yes,
1: that's that was that's <laughs> that was, that's what I was setting you up for. Uh, <laughs> Thanks to Yahoo for sponsoring the podcast. We much appreciate that.
2: Um, so, is there any cheap quarterback we like here,
1: boys? That's
3: is- cool.
2: I got, I got, I got one for Grant that he might do. Is Grant doing the Haskins route with uh, oh, no. getting oh, into no. the Jets? I got to quarterbacks? Quarterbacks. No, oh, I'm, I'm not okay. doing it. But it's a question. I'm just asking. You know,
3: it is a question. It's a legit question. I mean, you look at the slate and with every single viable quarterback more and more priced up, and we have Haskins sitting there at 4,800. Do we think about it? And when we think about it, we vomit and say no, because (laughs) Haskins is just horrible.
1: It's as legit a question as like,
2: I'm Ron Burgundy?
3: (laughs) Like that's not not a legit question. I mean, would we rather go Haskins or would we rather go Ryan Finley?
2: Yeah, well, that, that's not even the Ryan I thought you were going to say. If mean, yeah, fits magic against uh, you know, the revenge spot against the Bills at home too, Grant. He's concussed, by the way. He may or may not play. We'll see as far as. But
1: yeah. Oh, so we can play
3: Josh Rosen for 4600 Oh, gosh. QB is ugly. And this is, Guys, well, what about Big Dig Nick?
1: There's eight billion people in the world. They can't find thirty competent people to throw footballs. It's insane. Or well, we can. They
3: just keep getting injured. Well, well
1: this invisible.
2: is this is this is what we do. We don't pay down a quarterback this week. Listen, you're just stuck paying up and you probably finagle your way up to a guy like Lamar Jackson. That's probably what just happens because unless you're playing on Yahoo, you know, you play Kyler Murray, you just look at the site and you try and see if there's one cheap guy I play. But like I say, like DraftKings, uh the cheapest quarterback I would actually consider playing maybe it's Kyle Allen at 5,300, but that's pretty gross. And then, like, if I'm not going with Kyle Allen, I guess it's like Derek Carr at 6.1K, which uh, I don't know if I would even want to do that. Why does Yahoo
1: hate Kyler Murray? Uh, I get this matchup is tough against Sam Fran. They priced him down a little bit, but he was 20 bucks for a while in the year. Now he's at 25 against Sam Fran. Again, not the most appealing of matchups, but that does seem like if he makes things work. Hey, Grant, your boy Josh Allen... Is only thirty dollars on Yahoo. Is that appealing enough, or is this lock him, be... in,
3: lock him in against the Dolphins? We've already seen him once before. But uh, no, the more interesting guy is like, is this right? Is this happening? Is he really fifty three hundred?
1: Oh no,
2: who are you talking about?
3: Kyle Allen against Atlanta. Yeah, yeah
2: but the thing. Well, okay, so are you well, still well, locking welcome to like the your podcast. Audience? I already mentioned him. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you mentioned him on Yahoo.
2: No, I mentioned fifty three hundred. I said that. Yeah, oh. rolling in favor of Mangone.
3: Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, you're sick. I didn't want to catch it.
1: So do you just ears. catch all the Carolina touchdowns? Like they have a currently about twenty eight team total and we're gonna we'll talk C M C in a second. You just play Allen and CMC and lock in all the Carolina touchdowns against you know, a terrible Atlanta defense.
3: Yeah that well, has no I mean, offensive points anymore. Play Samuel or play DJ Moore, both of them are we'll get to wide receiver later, but Kyle Allen, like I know he hasn't put up big points totals since his first week. Yeah, Um, But, like, still 5,300 versus Atlanta any week is just silly for any quarterback. I mean, Fitzpatrick, the greatest quarterback in the league, granted, or Rosen his backup against Atlanta, I'd still think about it. Like, they're that bad on the defensive And Yes, Drew Brees just had a rough outing. It can happen to anyone at any given time, but most weeks any competent offense can put up big numbers against them. So, Kyle Allen at 5,300 is super cheap, and then what do we think Nick Foles is going to do in this offense? We saw Minshew, who, granted, has played well. Is he as good of a quarterback as Foles? I don't Foles? want any.
1: No, what's the What's the, what's the point? What's my incentive to play Foles against Indy? Uh, Indy's a team that's going to want to keep the ball on the ground, most likely run the clock. Uh, I like the fact that he's in a dome. I'll give you that. I don't really like the pieces he has to throw the ball to. He's not necessarily too cheap. I don't
2: know, man, Going,
1: are you in on Foles? My first thought is, meh.
2: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to pass on uh, BDN season this week. Uh, I'll wait and see what happens. Well, uh, yeah, and you know, Grant does bring up an interesting point as far as Allen, and that's probably like depending on later
1: on the week as far as how uh, how much value does or does not open up. Um, but in it, it, it an interesting way, from like a cash game perspective, just to lock in all those Carolina touchdowns if you're going to pair them with CMC. And, and if you get like a receiving touchdown from CMC, that's just the yeah, – that'll just – yeah, it's beautiful, obviously. But uh, his ceiling is not necessarily even reached. But with the normal salary cap, and he's fairly cheap. Mango, anything else as far as uh, quarterbacks? Do you want to talk about CMC and other running
2: backs? No, I think I'm down to uh, talking about guys that are going to get me 27 points at 10.5K and be okay with it. Yeah. Remember back in the day we used to do 3X? That's not 3X, and that's like less than a 150 scale if you're doing that math. Just kind of throwing it out there. All good, Dean. We don't need that crap. <laughs> <laughs> also, people do the whole point per dollar thing in baseball and you know
3: how that is. That's, well, that's dumb. I mean, thing that's ever.
1: dumb. You can't that's for pitchers you can kind of sort of somewhat do it for hitters it's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
3: Different I mean, it's things. all it's entirely arbitrary based on what the minimum salary is. Like over on Yahoo a $10 guy is almost certainly going to be the highest point-per-dollar play compared to a $40 Christian McCaffrey.
2: No, what matters is when your players put up points compared to how the other players are on the slate. Last week, Christian McCaffrey was a very, very safe play, and there were a lot of shaky of course plays saying play. he wasn't a safe play. But there play. were a lot of shaky plays, so there was a lot of security in him. <laughs> okay. Um
1: oh. Yeah, I mean, he was a fine play. Like, nobody's ever saying is not a good play. It's just a matter of how much he costs the rest of your lineup. Um, so
2: this week, Mango, we're just going to plug in CMT and move on. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a good idea to plug in. I mean, what other running backs are you jumping for joy about? Like, I don't love a lot Dalvin of running Cook. backs here. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's fine against Denver, 8.9K. I don't mind him. He, he's in play. He's in the conversation. I, I think he's a, a decent play. It's McCaffrey. It's Dalvin Cook. And then after Dalvin Cook, it's like, okay, Josh Jacobs at 6.9. I'm pretty intrigued against the Bengals, especially with that team total. That's uh, Those are probably the three guys in the top-end range that I'm looking at, but uh, I'm not that interested in Zeke. Uh, I don't think he's that that good this season. Leonard Fournette. I mean, I'd rather just buy him on FanDuel. I think he had a pretty dumb price tag over there. Um, Kamara, no thanks. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, questionable. Like you know, he's just been dealing with the injuries all season long. He hasn't been that good, and I'm not buying them the Jets because, Dean. What do I say when you buy? Uh, you know, when you buy the running back, you're buying the offensive line too. And uh, <laughs> I'm not buying that Jets offensive line. That's uh, disgusting. I
1: love you say that like it's like this great eye-opening. It's oh wow, that's right. No one, but no one talks about it dean nobody talks about it listen nobody michael, ever talked i talked about the offensive line for dallas when uh when smith was out you know months ago on this People very talk
3: about <laughs> offensive lines all the time <laughs> It's one of the most important things in sports. yeah but not <laughs> as
2: much everyone it's not as much uh, if you listen to all the podcasts people are not talking about how offensive line play is really important people are talking about michael thomas is the best receiver in the nfl but if you change michael thomas with pretty much any top end receiver it's going to be the same production it's because the same situation i don't think that's true better. I totally agree with that 100%. I mean, I don't think running, like, running backs, receivers, like, not that they don't matter, but um, what matters most is the line and, you know, having the opportunity. That's what's the most important thing.
1: Great? Right? All
3: right. Well, in any case, um, I'll still play Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> He's going up against a team in Washington that's not very good, not very good on the end, and yet they're somehow favorites. I still don't understand that. But in any case, like Washington's giving up a ridiculous amount of targets to opposing running backs so far this season. So that plays out perfectly for Bell. Like 7-2, the only reason I don't want to play him is because Josh Jacobs is sitting there going up against Cincinnati at 6.9K, which is way, way too – Way too small of a price tag for him in this matchup. He's been playing great all season long outside of like a two-week stretch when everyone played him against Casey in Minnesota. But he's like he's got the touchdown equity. He's got the game script with the 29-point team total. They're going to run him constantly here. They're going to be ahead in all likelihood. Josh Jacobs is probably the best player. Everyone's going to be on him. Dalvin Cook is the interesting one because Dalvin Cook's almost having as good of a season as CMC is like he's consistently every single week in around like the mid 20s range. I mean, it seems he is better, but like he's got a decent matchup here going up against Denver that is drastically worse versus or is worse versus the run in my opinion, worse versus opposing running backs. They give up a massive target share of 23% to opposing running backs and Cooks heavily involved in the passing game has seven, six or seven targets in each of the last three games, and seven games, I think, so far this season, or six games so far this season. Cook is making me think about not playing McCaffrey, because this isn't a Saquon Barkley scenario again. Cook is pretty much going to get 20 points here. Christian McCaffrey is probably going to enough,
1: get, obviously.
3: He's going to get at least 20 points. Yeah. Honestly, I'm probably going to make some lineups where I end up playing both of them, which is going to be tough considering how little value there is out here, which... Leads me to playing Kyle Allen quite a bit and pairing him with Curtis Samuel. So I really like Cook. As you get further down here, I mean, Marlon Mack going up against Jacksonville is not the worst day in the world. He disappointed everyone last week, but Jacksonville can footballs. I don't care. <laughs> it, 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 that's fine. He's sixty-four hundred and he's yeah. getting twenty rushes a week. There's a difference between a guy getting ten rushes a week and three catches. And like it's pricing, it's opportunity. And if, even if he can't catch footballs, doesn't matter. He still has upside. Same thing with Derrick Henry. Look at what happened with him last week. Um, uh, the interesting thing is going to be, obviously, if Freeman doesn't play, Brian Hill becomes chalk. But a guy that, like, he's going up against a very good run defense. He's been decent re- recently. He doesn't catch footballs, Dean. Do You know, he's old. Who am I talking about?
1: um frank gore i don't know
3: adrian peterson
1: oh <laughs> that was my second all i heard was he's old and he doesn't catch footballs so and frank gore comes to my mind um two future hall of famers by the way
3: good for them yeah two uh, first ballot hall of famers
1: yeah uh look peterson probably continues to get volume uh not a sexy play obviously Is it, the isn't Jets. the
2: rookie isn't the rookie back guys
3: Yeah, Geis
1: Geis might be a – Yeah, just
3: double-check that Geis is back and Thompson will probably be back. Yeah, that brings up the point. Geis.
1: 4-7? Why would they run him to the ground like right away though?
3: Because it's Washington.
2: He's a rookie and who cares? Geis, Geis, Uh, baby.
1: He's coming back from injuries. We're just going to let that go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: But, I mean, like it's still – Washington, He's a perfect pivot off of Brian Hill. Like, I guess we have to wait and see what news they have to say about him. But he can get involved in the passing game. New York, while being a very good team versus a run, is still a team that gives up a heavy dose of targets to opposing running backs. Like, if guys is going to just immediately be into the offense and they're already committed to running the ball because they're finally figuring out how to tank, like, we could potentially see him in for a pretty big game.
1: Um, it looks really likely again that both Hooper is almost definitely out, like two to four weeks, and Freeman. It looks like his foot is kind of beat up. So, and why? They, why is Atlanta going to push him out there? Why not? Let's see what's that, What Brian Hill has. So, I think there's a pretty good chance both those, uh, both Hooper and Freeman are out. Um, by the way, side note: uh, Latimore may be out, which is kind of a segue as far as our receivers, because uh, you know Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. Who's Lattimore going to cover? Possibly nobody. Uh, we'll talk about receivers in a second. Mango, and you have anybody else as far as running backs? And I, I had this one little thought, like, you know, it's probably stupid, but, like, the thing with Cook is, like, Minnesota, what do they really have to do against Denver to get this win? Like, of course, goofy things happen. We saw Atlanta beat New Orleans last week. Nobody really projected that, and their defense was awesome. Like, they were buzzing. They had, like, a bunch of sacks against that New Orleans line in New Orleans, no less. Um, I'm going to put chalk that up to, like, a one-week goofy thing, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think
3: they got something special on the – bourbon street streets the night before
1: <laughs> the, the saints did you're saying or atlanta did
3: atlanta didn't their defense went out and apparently they were still i don't know i don't know what makes you good at football i mean yeah. the only thing i know is adderall i mean
1: apparently. i've had i've had a hurricane in new orleans and that's not gonna help you play football any better I'll tell you that much
3: i um, mean probably not
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe for a play or two and then you're like all right i'm this i'm done i'm tapped out um they're going to at everybody else as far as running backs because how about JD McKissick? I mentioned him a passing. Like he might be the guy in Detroit. He had 70% snaps last week. Um, you know, good receiver of the ball and who knows what's going to happen with Stafford, but this is one of the, the, the quote unquote cheapies that we have to keep our eye on throughout the week.
2: Yeah, you got to keep your eye on him. But uh, it's like, I'm not really taking a stand on any of these guys right now. Like, if you force me to pick, I'd take Brian Hill right now. That's the guy I would go with. But um, I'll wait till Friday when we get out and get the injury reports. And then from there, I'll listen to what's going on. And then Sunday morning, I'll get news and I'll track the news and figure out who's getting most of the carries. That's probably what you want to be doing. You know, stay close to Twitter, you know, so why, why listen to this podcast? You get, nothing is helpful on the night. Is that what I'm hearing? well I'm just talking about with these cheap running backs like this situation it's one that isn't like that clear right now like we can talk about other things that are more clear but this isn't clear right now like we we need to be really close to the news like what's important is to tell the people stay close on the Detroit news like look at that make sure you're up to date on it you know do Twitter searches on all the players and see what's going on with the situation that's more important information for me to tell you than to say which guy I like the most in my opinion.
1: Kamara traditionally not a great you know the running back matchup versus Tampa is not that appealing but Tampa much more vulnerable to the pass and Kamara is a running back but he's almost probably more dangerous when it comes to uh catching the ball out of the backfield so i think he's certainly in play as well too and he is fairly cheap i prefer the game in the dome but like we said as far as the totals in vegas that game is uh the highest in the board uh, from what i see at 50 and a half as far as that total and the ones of course with a big team total just below i think uh oakland right now which again that's uh the oakland oakland raiders are the biggest team total on the board which is just awesome good for them uh, oh, I'm seeing San Francisco, then New Orleans, for what it's worth. 29 for San Fran, 28 for, uh, for the Saints. And, you know, tonight, San Fran, that may change, obviously, uh, Grant, because San Fran, we don't know if Kittle's going to be back. They lost Sanders as well, too. That offense looks terrible on paper. Also, Brita got hurt. So, again, maybe I'm just going to say keep an eye on
2: the news and fire up Twitter, and we can't help you right now. No, no Dean. I'm not I'm not going to say that, but there are certain plays that like you really don't know what to say about it. Like no, you're it's... right. No, I'm I'm just being a
1: jerk, but I'm not being serious at the same time. We don't know. There's we can't give an answer in San Fran on Monday
2: night. Who knows? I just think paying attention to news is so important and people don't don't care to do it at 11:30 when we get so much important news. So I'd rather tell people that that's important. I agree.
3: Grant. To, you, I, I was under the assumption that every single person who plays fantasy football pays attention to news. Okay. Yeah,
2: well, well, that's definitely um, not true because Damian Williams was not 100% owned in cash games last week. So that's not true.
3: I mean, that's because he wasn't very good prior to last week.
2: Oh, the trickle down effect of that Williams news really
1: destroyed my laps, but I'm, I don't want to talk about it. It did not work out for me. Your boy is broke. Um, Grant, any more running backs or you want to talk receivers?
3: Devin Singletary going up against Miami. Okay. Like, it didn't work out great last week, but he still got seven targets in the passing game. Like it was game script. They were behind pretty much the entire game, if I remember correctly.
1: It was tight. The game was tight the whole way, pretty much.
3: I mean, right. but they were behind. They had to throw for a significant portion of the game to try and catch up. But this week, they're going up against Miami, who just keeps crushing opponents. Am I right? They're two and 2 and 2 and zero. They have, they have,
2: they uh, have, they have two more wins in November than the New England Patriots. So there you go. They have more wins than Saquon Barkley had yards last week.
3: That is sure. true. Are we playing Kellen
1: Uh I don't – I mean, he had a lot of touches. Not
3: all touches are created The answer crazy, is no. Though. That was a joke. Let's move on to wide receiver.
1: His touches are created poorly.
3: No, <laughs> yeah, well, his ability is created poorly.
1: <laughs> Talk about receivers, Grant.
3: I mean, we got Michael Thomas sitting there at
1: 9-9. Oh, can't do it.
3: He's going to get 15 targets. He's going to get 10 catches. Yeah. He's going to get 100 yards. He has a shot for two to three touchdowns sure tournaments it's not the worst idea in the world depending on what running back value opens up but that's a tough price tag to pay. i mean last three weeks he's averaging 28 <laughs> points like it's right in the cmc range like depending on what value opens up it could be real interesting
1: yeah um, go ahead i'm sorry i i, I didn't mean to say it right away and just besmirch it that's basically the whole concept is like uh, stay tuned to the news it's like there's a ton of value that opens up then you can get those two studs but continue grant i apologize for interrupting
3: Then, uh, first time it didn't work out, hooray, Um, Godwin or Evans, one of them's probably going to go off. Like, this is a high-scoring game here. They're 5.5-point underdogs. Like, either one of them, and I guess we didn't mention Ronald Jones after his big week this last week going up against New Orleans, but we both think that it's going to be more of a passing game. But Jones at 5.2K, we didn't really mention him. He's an all-right play. But Godwin or Evans – one of them is probably going to go off here. They're both priced significantly cheaper than Michael Thomas. So if you're looking for some upside, it's not a terrible idea. Galladay, if Stafford plays 6.7, is probably way too low for him. Um, like He's been putting up big numbers, and maybe they maybe they just priced him because he might not have Stafford at quarterback, or maybe it's just because it's a tough matchup. But the implied team total for them is high enough where – like Galde could offer some massive value there. John Brown going up against Miami, who like one of these days John Brown's gonna go off for a huge game. Just still waiting for it. Tyrell Williams. Don't look. I, What's his biggest catch of the year? Twenty six yards.
2: Mangone? Um, I was building something for what we we're gonna talk about. What yeah, we heard your clicks. Uh, yeah, I was because i I'm building something. I have a good idea, a thought coming up that I want to discuss. But uh, what were you saying? you're building you're trying to build a Thomas McCaffrey lineup
1: aren't you with like let me guess this is what we are doing with with McKissick and uh, and Hill is that what you're doing
2: no i was i was trying oh. to see the non uh, McCaffrey lineup because the the idea here is um what if we get enough like what if we get like three strong and again like i don't think we're getting three strong value running backs but like Josh Jacobs is like a really strong play at 6.9k but what if we get like two really strong value running backs in the 4k range and let's say you can get Lamar Jackson and then you get Michael Thomas, right? So if I go Lamar, Brian Hill, McKissick, Michael Thomas, and Josh Jacobs, this is fading Kirsten McCaffrey, you're at 4K per position. Um, And let's say you change Jacobs to McCaffrey, that makes it 3.125 per position, which then again, you'd probably have to go to like a 2.5K defense. You'd go to like a 2.5K, let's say a 3K tight end. Then you're at two wide receivers at 3.5K. There's merit to maybe going – like Michael Thomas as a receiver because he's, he's basically like a running back right now. He's basically essentially a running back that you could roster at a wide receiver position. So uh, I'm just looking at like the, if you want to fade McCaffrey build, what would you do? And uh, you know that's probably an interesting route. And again, I think the only way you'd want to be fading McCaffrey is if you got a ton of strong, really good cheat value running backs. Yeah,
1: line of construction is obviously super important. But, yeah, uh, and you had to get three cheapies at running back to make it work. But I agree Jacobs is a solid play, too. I can't believe that one of you guys have taken advantage of that price there as far as Jacobs and described him with a certain adjective. As far as the answer for John Brown, by the way, 38 yards. That was week one. So if you cut out week one, his biggest catch of the season, I think it's 28 yards. That seems – and he's still, like, been okay, which is the weird thing.
3: Because he's like, getting a high volume of targets. Beasley be yeah, it's like a different person. Yeah. But continuing on wide receiver, Samuel and Moore going up against Atlanta, 5,300 and 5,900. Sure. Which Samuel, like, we know he can go for a big downfield. Look. They're both getting 25% target shares or 22% target shares. In their offense, both of them are way too cheap. Tyrell Williams, we haven't seen a big game out of him for a little bit, but the Cincinnati defense, like, is bad against the run and bad against the pass. Like, Tyrell Williams could easily go off for a massive game here. At 5,400. Like, he's had two bad ones in a row after coming back from injury. But, uh, like, he's still a guy that has a bunch of touchdowns this season, just hasn't gone off for a big play recently because he went up against the Chargers and he went up against Detroit and just had a bad game in Detroit. Like, he's a good play. And, like, I went here last week. Am I going to go here again? Devontae Parker at 4,700. Like, he still put up 11 points last week. He's still the main guy in that offense. It's not an easy matchup, but he's got 10 targets. Really like Parker. And then last one, Debo Samuel uh, Sanders is out. Like, it's going up against Arizona. He's 4K. Like, we need some cheap stuff. I just threw him into a lineup that I made that has Thomas McCaffrey and Cook in it. So, he he could potentially offer some nice value there, just 4K.
1: Gage is six uh sixty percent of the snaps last week. Actually, I should, I rounded down sixty-two percent. Russell Gage, uh you know again the injuries on Atlanta. He's not obviously a tight end, but Freeman being out and most likely being out, Hooper most likely being out. Uh Gage is like with three-two I think I saw. He's a little bit interesting there as well. Just depending on how things crack and unfold for Atlanta, and you gotta assume most likely they're playing from behind as well. Uh, when it comes to the game script, they're what ten point dogs or so right now. Uh, Mangon, give me some cheapies.
2: Okay. <sighs> Yeah, um, the wide receiver range, like the cheapies, I guess you're just looking at like more like the 5K-ish range. Those are maybe the guys I would end up going towards, like Christian Kirk again, Tyra Williams, Samuel, Boyd. Um, kind of living in that range seems like the route to go. Uh, Mohamed Sanu was kind of interesting with the Patriots. Uh, if you look against the game against Baltimore, he ended up getting 10 targets there. Um, again, like the, the game before that, though, uh, he had only uh, five targets. Sorry, sorry, he had 14 targets and then five targets. So, uh, you know, he's getting used enough. Uh but again, I don't know if it's definitely what I want to do. Grant brought up Parker, that's a guy that you can obviously consider because of the volume. Uh, there's not this like guy that just sticks out that's like an incredible play. And uh, you know, that Niners news could be pretty big against Arizona. the only problem is playing the you know roulette game of which Niners receiver to go to. Well
1: it's if it's only somebody, somebody up that are standing, but like yeah, well on Monday night, obviously we just were recording somebody night. Uh
2: didn't Samuel have a big game here, Mango, and I believe he did, right? Uh, yeah, he was the guy, as as Booger would say, Debo Samuels is what he calls him, uh, you know, adds the S at the end of the name. Hey,
1: you had some Boogerisms. Let's, let's, let's share those. You mentioned that to us pre-show, and I said, hold up for the show, we might get into it. And there's the seamless
2: segue. Share yeah. some Boogerisms with, the man- with us, Mangum. Yeah, so Booger said some dumb stuff, and I probably don't have them all here, but the, he kicked off the night with uh, Kyle Jujewski, I think is the way you say it, the fullback. That the is not the way you Yeah, I don't know how to say his name. I always say it weird because the, the way it's weird. Juice check, by the way, but go ahead. Juice check. Yeah, it's because it's it looks exactly like this guy I used to play football with. It looks just like the way his name was spelled. We called him Jujewski. So that's why I always say that. I don't know why. But uh, he is the most <laughs> important part of the Niners' offense. Uh, so apparently he is the key to that entire offense. Offense and the undefeated season going on, even though not not George done. Kittle, nope, nope, not not him, not Joey Bosa. Um, then here's another one he said. He said you have to kick the field goal. I would kick the field goal. To me, it's a tie game. Uh, another one he said was it's up to Kyle Shanahan to call a play. That was, that was a beautiful one. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the even better one, I think, was in overtime. Uh, Tyler Lockett was off the field for about, like, four or five plays. No mention of that. We're just, like, gushing over how Josh Gordon's, like, an amazing receiver. Um, he was all about that. And then the last one, and, Dean, you'll, you'll appreciate this a little bit. He says, Booger said that the moment – for the Niners kicker, because he missed the game-winning field goal, he says that the moment was too big for him. Oh, his game, no. His, oh no! No, not, done, Dean. I'm not done yet on his game-tying field goal. But earlier, when he made the when he made the game-tying field goal, the just moment, big enough. The moment was just big enough. It, he was he was a big-time clutch player. But when he <laughs> missed the one to win the game, the moment was too <laughs> big for him.
1: Oh, I don't listen to Monday Night Football. I, I usually listen to stuff on mute or I listen to a podcast or something like that. So I don't hear a lot of football commentary. But that is just that is just the worst. Oh, I mean, the last one is what really got me. The rest of it, you need context, I think. But well, most of it was bad. <laughs> so the moment was just right. It's like Goldilocks. It was just right when he tied the game. But, you know, he, he's not – what is this? I, I i use my leg and I kick a football. I don't, yeah. How does this work? By, by the way,
2: dude, he, 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 he tied the game on the last play of the game to bring it to overtime, right? Ridiculous. Like, uh, if, if you're talking about
3: a pressure situation – I don't that, want to talk it. about Booger anymore. I don't like that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so tilted that he said that is the dumbest, most – like it's just like playing results-based thinking. Uh, well, clearly, you know, he, the moment was too big for him, <laughs>
3: obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Grant, get, get us away from bugger. What do you want to talk about?
3: Tight I mean, we, I guess we go to tight ends because we talked about wide receivers. Um, if Kittle plays, it's against Arizona.
1: Oh. Do, are they good against tight ends Arizona? I haven't seen anything on that.
3: If I remember correctly, the answer is an emphatic no. Okay. <laughs> um, but outside of him, like Waller obviously going up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I think has actually been all right versus tight ends. But, like, Waller has just been crazy good so far this season. Zach Ertz, like, against New England, probably not a great play. Like, Mark Andrews, I'm not messing with this, all the tight ends. So, up top, it's really Waller and Kittle are the guys. When we get into the mid-tier, my favorite guy in the – probably my favorite tight end on the slate is Jared Cook. Good idea, bad idea, Dean.
1: I don't think it's crazy. Uh, but the thing on Andrews just drives me nuts. Uh, I, I want to say, I saw us on Twitter I I can't cite anybody, but, uh, I might be butchering this, but I'm fairly certain that Andrews ran just 16 routes. Uh, he was on the field for 51% of his snaps and I think he was targeted like eight times. Uh, so similar to
3: Hollywood Brown week one.
1: Well, I mean, he blocks a good bit too, but usually when he's out there, they're more likely to pass the ball. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm seeing eight targets, uh, six receptions, and I think it was just 16 routes. So if he's on the field and it's a pass play, half the time a ball is going to Mark Andrews. He's been awesome. Uh, but that just seems like a really tight needle to thread. And yeah. He's also not expensive. He's, he's not cheap. But, like, he's also, you know, you can point to the scoreboard and say, well, it works sometimes. Mangone, tight ends? What your, what's your thoughts as far as Cook?
2: Yeah, so um, I I think uh, you guys brought up the top end guys. They're all really good plays. If if Kittle ends up being out, uh, that man Dwelly, I think his name is, uh, he's 3.5K or 3.4K. He's gonna obviously be intriguing against the Cardinals. Uh, If Kittle ends up being out, he was doubtful for Monday night. Uh, I like the call on Andrews. Uh, You know, Waller's fine, but I don't know if I'm gonna end up going to him. Earth's his price. uh, You know, it's great, but it's New England. I'd probably end up passing. I don't mind the Jared Cook call. I haven't really been on Jared Cook that much this season. I don't think a lot up going there because the price seems a little too expensive for me but the guy I think I'll go to and uh, if you watch Sunday Night Football you saw Kyle Rudolph feast against the Cowboys and uh, if you look at the stats here on the season the Cowboys if you look points per game they are 6th in the league allowing 14.9 points per game to the tight end position uh, Grant's guy Jared Cook uh, the 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 Bucks they're allowing 19.9 points per game to opposing tight ends. But Dallas, they're they're allowing a lot. And uh, the guy going up against them is uh, TJ Hawkinson. And we know that uh, the Lions, they like to throw the ball a lot, obviously. Uh, let's say Matthew Stafford's back. That's going to be really nice for him. And uh, I think he could be a really, really nice uh, GPP play to go to.
1: I uh, I can just hear Jamino's voice in my head because I hear him say it all the time. Whenever Cook is mentioned and you see his picture, uh, and I don't know if you guys catch the reference or not, but he looks like Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern Show. <laughs> so, you guys aware of Beetlejuice or no? Not the one where you say his name three times. That's a different Beetlejuice. You guys don't say it again.
3: It? Don't say his name again. Beetlejuice. Oh, gosh, you're screwed tonight. Um, well, hold
1: on. Grant, you ready for this? Candyman, 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 candyman. Is it five times? How many times it's, it's Three
3: times and you have to say it in front of a mirror, Dean, so
1: it doesn't. Well, matter your how friend. do you know? I'm 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 so vain, I record the podcast right in front of a mirror. I actually have one
3: right I front of a mirror. actually next we speak. to me too. I can I can see myself. I have like fifteen mirrors in my basement.
1: I'm I not just like sure that you
3: why. caught the candyman reference. I'm impressed. <laughs> Well, of course, I've seen Candyman. Well, Mangone hasn't. Yeah, Mangone hasn't seen any. Man,
2: of I was—I mean, listen, I was sitting on the bench if I was healthy or not for that segment. He doesn't know what Candyman does. Mang—has Mangone seen Beetlejuice?
3: Oh, please tell me you have, Mangone. I say he hasn't. I don't think he has either—the
1: the, the Howard Stern variety
2: or the Michael Keaton variety. No Beetlejuices in his life. I, I oh. have seen Beetlejuice, man. Wow. Yeah, really? Actually, I watched it in the last year. I didn't watch the whole one, but I watched like the the main scene when you first meet Beetlejuice. The main scene? I don't know. Like <laughs> that, it's a, when you first meet Beetlejuice. It's a big scene. <laughs> No. And you it was such a big scene that you're like, ah, I'm gonna change
3: the channel now. All <laughs> right, we got to the good part. Now let's go. Gosh, dang it. I, in I, case,
2: I, I, I didn't want to watch the full movie. I don't know what to tell you. I just was scrolling and I saw it and I was like, oh nice. And then I got bored. So I said, okay, I'm gonna go Tight to ends.
3: <laughs> we got we got more. I like the Hawkinson call. He's another Dean just segued from me when I wasn't finished with my stuff. Hawkinson's a good call. Um uh, really talking like about him. Beetlejuice, sorry. Uh Greg Olson going up against Atlanta, fantastic play at 3,900. Atlanta has not been great versus opposing tight ends, offering a very large target share there. So I like Greg Olson, a guy that just came off a big game. And then one that I'm not happy about that is going to hit, I think, Noah Fant. Oh, gosh. You live in the area. Are people excited about Fant there? No one's excited about Fant. He sucks. sucks.
1: I mean, he had that preposterous, like seventy-yard touchdown. It was it like nobody wanted to tackle him? It was. It, it was. It he was. Still really... had forty yards
3: outside of that on his other two catches here.
1: I know, but I'm just saying people are going to point to the overall number, like his output, and you know, it was an outlier. But
3: go... that's and fine. He's he people... dropped some long balls, and I think one against KC he caught and then they called it back for a penalty. But in any case, he's like his price tag. I don't like, but the matchup I do. He's going up against Minnesota, who's offered or giving up the most targets to opposing tight ends in the entire league. He has a new QB in the offense, who we've seen target him a whole lot. Um, he's got 12 targets over the last two games. This game is probably one where they're going to be coming from behind. Like, Noah Fant is a great play at tight end. Like, I don't want to pay up a tight end this week if Kittle's not in the slate. So it's going to be Cook, it's going to be Olsen, it's going to be Fant, and it's going to be
1: it sounded If I was
2: hearing him correctly, it sounded like Mangone was saying Noah, too Fant, actually. Is that uh, correct? Uh, yeah, I thought so. But then I, I i thought the Vikings were really bad against Titans. Then I looked at this chart that I hadn't have up, and I was like, oh, wait, they haven't been – they've been uh, not the greatest. So uh, I was surprised. I thought they had been pretty good against Titans.
3: I think so, it's, it's been a lot of it has been competition, um, who they faced, if I remember correctly. Like, yes, they went up against Kelsey. But outside of that, they went up against old man Witten. They went up against old man Vernon Davis. Hawkinson was fine. Nertz was fine. Ingram was out the game they played. They went up against Burton. Waller was a good tight end, and Hooper was good. Like The the guys that have done or are good tight ends have done very well against them, and they've faced awful opponents outside of that, and they haven't allowed a lot of touchdowns if I remember correctly, which they don't allow a lot of touchdowns overall. So I think they're like 16th, 17th, and overall tight end points against, but they've actually been not great versus tight ends in terms of giving up receptions and giving up yards. I, hey, so
2: I, I, oh, will, I will say I read I read an article on Noah Fant like when it was early in the season when I was doing a showdown slate because I wanted to get some more detail on him and Vic Vic Fangio was quoted saying that uh, Noah Fant could be a cornerstone piece to this franchise for years to come. So um, that's that's he's like a crystal. future Kyle Ushek is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much, man. Uh, you know, you have Noah Fant, you uh, you're an undefeated team. Let me. So uh, we talked about the
1: Dolphins being on this slate uh, against the Bills. We talked about the, the Jets and Washington playing against each other. You know, touchdown equity is important. You know what team has the lowest team total on the slate by like two points <laughs> as, of, as of Monday night? Sounds like the Broncos. Yeah, it it's the Broncos. the Broncos. The Broncos are not going to score.
3: Uh, it's fine when you're getting paying 3700 for a tight end. Like, uh, yeah, just check it out. Vikings, you know how many touchdowns they've allowed to tight ends? Four. The answer is, I believe, zero. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay. So they're due?
3: give one up to Vance? I mean, they've allowed the least amount of touchdowns, but they've also allowed the second-most targets, the third-most um, receptions, and I think, like, the eighth-most yards.
2: Is this so, the nonsense portion of the podcast? Yeah, is no.
3: This... <laughs> no, like, I'm saying, like, the Vikings, touchdown regression is going to happen. They're the only team in the league not to allow a touchdown to a tight end.
1: But why would it happen against Denver? who's got a 14-team total.
3: I'm not saying it's going to happen against Denver. I'm saying it very easily could. I'm saying there's massive positive regression. I need to look into more of their scheming in the red zone, but I don't think there's anything that would suggest that they shouldn't allow a tight end. I think the week Waller went against them, he went for like 13 receptions or 12 receptions for – 90 or, or 100 yards. I, I got to check this out. Yeah, I do
2: remember, Actually, that was earlier in the season in the dome, I believe. he
1: actually 134 yards.
3: D-
2: yeah. Dina, Dina, some people have said on Twitter, it's math, man. You just wouldn't understand it, okay?
3: Yeah,
1: you <laughs> idiot. I don't get the reference, but, like, I can see. Is that something Gary would say? Or
2: <laughs> uh, It's kind of something you said to Grant. Yeah. I, he didn't say that exactly, but I'm, I'm kind of uh, adamant. And then he
3: to took it. back his his so-called <laughs> comment. Grant, you wouldn't understand. A running back can't average 5. <laughs> 5.3 yards a carry. Looking you're, back not like at a,
1: it. you're not like a, a former accountant or anything.
3: You don't know what yeah. calculators are. I, I, I wasn't trained to be a statistician in college.
1: <laughs> I say all this, and I was kind of sort of I'm, I'm, like I was on the fence of the conversation, but I understood a bit what he was saying at the same time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, of course I was on the fence because why am I going to take a stand?
3: I'm just waiting for McCaffrey to get injured and him to take the W. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a, such a jerk move <laughs> if that happens. Right. <laughs> Well, the other thing is, if like if he would have like extended, you know, his arms and scored a touchdown, people would be like, oh, suck at Cardi." He got you know thirty six points based off that one goofy play in the last second, which like you can't predict that situation happening. But uh, yeah, that's just the way Twitter works, I suppose. By the way,
3: congrats, John Serbian, hundred K tonight. Really? Yeah, yeah, dude. For basketballs? Yeah, yeah, that guy is good at basketballs.
1: I don't know him by that uh, by his uh, what the, the, that name. Like I just know him as JSU. I don't. Is he, I, I think he only is called John Surby, when he's in trouble. But he's not in trouble. He won 100K. So congratulations. Well,
3: JSU Rab is his name, and it's ac- it's not it's Capital J Surab is actually what it is, but everyone calls him JSU. I don't know why, but I still call That's him. That's his screen name. Yes, but it's not supposed to be JSU. It's J Surab is actually what his screen name is. Oh, really? Yeah, no one knows that.
1: Oh, that's inside information. I didn't know that.
3: We should probably get back to football and end this.
1: (laughs) JSU, by the way, uh, well, JSU Rap, is on the uh, premium stuff, premium content, if you guys are not aware. He does crunch time for NFL on Sundays. Uh, There you go. Shout out to the premium content. Of course, he does other stuff as well, too. He does crunch time for basketball, where we probably talked about, I presume, some of the players he liked. Uh, going into the slate. And he won 100K, so good for him. Mangone, is this the nonsense portion of the show? What, what, what are we doing now?
3: we got do we got to do our game and then give out your tweet. This is nonsense now.
1: Uh, I'm not looking forward. I think you guys are going to be mean.
3: You guys are big jerks. And well, Trav did because he can't handle November, apparently.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I I had to hit you back. So well, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But it's I just like how you're adding.
1: You said uh, I so. had
3: to hit you back as if you came up with a tweet. Yeah, it's always me. Mango no. never
1: comes. That that's the thing. Like the one thing about me not winning is that like now the pressure's on. I got to come up with a tweet. I can never like yield and say unless it's you know mango losing.
2: Which we but just a side note. Me and uh, Grant have something in the works for when mango. Oh, and- it is good. Yeah, and when I when I don't lose, one of you guys will have to have it week seventeen. Uh, I don't know if it would <laughs> uh, work that way. It's going to work that way. It's going
1: to happen. We're just going to we'll reverse see. it on you.
3: Mango, <laughs> I guarantee you are. I will give you 33 – I will give you three to one odds. Or oh. Three, 4 one. St- I don't, I don't three, know, one, 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 two. One, three. St- uh, that you lose this week. 33% chance you lose this week.
2: That I lose this week. I, I want to see my picks first before I go in. I- I'm not feeling that all, right, well, all the Jordan flu game style, man. You well, we're game
3: doing the same thing as last week. Dean, you go first. I go second. And Dean, you better be ready to be on the clock here. Snake draft style, you pick the first one, and then I pick the second one. We set the positions, and then yeah. it goes. And it's point per dollar, best, worst team, tweets out.
1: Is it worth just taking the generic named Brian Hill? Just locking him in and getting some value?
3: I mean, if, if you think that Freeman's for sure out, it's not a bad call.
1: Or I can just take CMC and just lock in those 27 points, no more, no less, and just say, come get me.
3: Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that.
1: I like this spot against Atlanta. I mean, come on.
3: It's a a great spot.
1: Yeah. um, I know Atlanta's defense looked good last week, but, you know, good for them. Uh, It's it's probably one of those two guys. I want to – you know, come get me. Come get me. I'm CMC.
3: All right, I'm going Lamar Jackson.
2: Ooh. All right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm taking Josh Jacobs here on 6.9. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about nice. that. I
3: really should have. Yeah.
2: That's, that's, I'm feeling good right now. And now I get a quarterback.
3: Yep. Hmm. Let's see here.
2: Grant, should we
1: explain the game while Mangone is thinking? Because maybe yeah. So, a so it's snake draft format.
3: The first two people pick and they set the positions. Third person goes, picks two guys in a row. And it's point per dollar cumulative of your two guys loser has to tweet out a tweet that they cannot respond to like any reply or reply to anything or anything of the like
1: i really hope and like of course you guys got to, to tell me my tweet in a second and i hope i don't uh, well i mean i don't want to at people there's some well oh, you got two options okay i don't want you know i don't want to be that jerk but
2: okay we'll see
3: i said so, all right I I, I, I'm,
1: I'm
2: fine making fun of myself I think my quarterback from a point-per-dollar perspective is going Somebody's to be – buying in time. It's going to be Kyle Allen.
3: Yeah, that's probably a smart move there. I uh, You my, went Kyle Allen
1: for the block. I wanted the Carolina team, but go ahead.
3: Yeah, that was a smart – that would have been a smart move, Dean. Good for you. Uh, I'm going with Dalvin Cook as my RB. Oh, I don't
1: like – yeah, I think I'm better I, – I feel good about that. Who, who do you have Cook and who's your quarterback?
3: Cook and Lamar Jackson.
1: Oh, hmm. All right.
3: So you got to pick a quarterback.
1: I know Allen was the play. Mangone, you big jerk.
3: Yep, I know. Don't you. You can take Derek Carr and get a piece of that twenty-nine point total.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't mind Carr. He's in play. No BDN for me. I don't think we don't really know who the quarterback's going to be. So for some of these teams,
3: uh, I mean, Dean, I'm trying to help you. I think you should go Drew Brees.
1: I'm looking at Breeze. I'm giving him a it's, game. It's, a,
3: it's an absolute pass funnel spot. They're great against the running back. So anything that's done by Kamara is probably in the receiving game. They're bad against tight ends. So Drew Breeze now has more than one option. And Michael Thomas is probably going to go ham.
1: I wish he was in the dome. wish he was a little bit cheaper. Uh, I, I I was told uh, that there's a quarterback controversy. They're not, not going to replace him with Bridgewater.
3: <laughs> if they do, not. then I've lost all faith in John or Sean Payton.
1: No, it's not going to happen. I'm just making that up. Um. Yeah, I, I, again, I wish he was a tick cheaper, I suppose. But uh, I'm sorry, my strategy has been derailed. My man going I'm throwing off a little bit. Indianapolis, we don't really know who's going to be the eh, – we don't want any part of that anyway. It's nonsense. Dean,
3: you do this every single week.
1: Well, at so, the same time, I'm also kind of like giving you know advice on the slate, sort of,
3: maybe. Dean, we're the analysts. We're the ones actually giving advice <laughs> on the slate. All you have to do is <laughs> listen to our picks.
1: <laughs> I'm the quote unquote, I'm the host. Don't put me in a box. I can analyze things too, in a pinch. Um, yeah, I would take Watson, but that Baltimore secondary is better now. Like it's, it's healthier and looks better and the price is kind of priced up a little too much for my liking. I like him for tournaments, but I, I hate taking your, you know, you're definitely you're, you're derailing me on purpose, but I think I'm taking Breeze.
3: That's what we're going I've, I've literally, I've tried to help you multiple times and every <laughs> single time you go against me, you lose cousin.
1: I don't think you're a fully authentic. Because we're
3: opponents. You wouldn't tell your opponent how to defeat you. Dean, how badly do I want Trav to lose just so we can do the thing we have planned? (laughs) That's a good point.
2: This is is a handicap match right now. Listen, (laughs) I'm still okay with it. I'm going to take you boys down. Two on one. Uh, You better have somebody come out of the locker room to help you. Would it it be the first time someone was two on one of me with a
1: steel chair, Dean? (laughs) That's a callback to our pre-show conversation that nobody gets.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for your tweet? No. You want me to read it though? I have two different ones for you.
1: Oh, well, fire away. I, I haven't heard. This is, these are cold, so go ahead.
3: All right. Hey, at Rosie O'Donnell, Big fan for many, many years. I don't normally do this, but my prom is coming up next weekend. And I was wondering if you'd be the pleasure no. of going with me. I know it's a long shot, but I've been in love with you since I was 14. No, I'm not? Okay, well, that's, you're going to have to take the other then. All right, the other I mean, one. I don't
1: want to – because that like I'm making fun of her. I don't want to make fun of anybody. Like, oh, maybe you're a huge Rosie fan.
2: Excuse yeah, I'm you not got having a prom, prom I'm not 18. <laughs> How does she
1: does Rosie know, know. That?
2: She knows. She's an almanac, she doesn't know your age. <laughs>
1: she knows anybody that has the almanac I uh, seen Back to the Future and they're not 18 years old. Well, maybe you're a substitute teacher that needs a prom date.
3: Maybe you just are big. bar. <laughs> substitute big-
1: teachers don't go to prom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they might chaperone. <laughs> so I mean, <meet> you're chaperoning.
1: <laughs> Chaperones don't need dates. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh come on every chaperone needs a day no one's going to problem alone man everyone's got to get, get, get oh my
3: god because the other one better or worse oh well, it's had the plumber over this weekend and he found four pants of glitter in my shower drain <laughs> apparently my weekend job of dancing up on stage at insert strip club name here on amateur night really ended up costing me oh well i guess my gl- stage name of glitter was apt and james harden you owe me 25 dollars still
2: And you have to add (laughs) James Harden. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, my, oh, that's better. Like I'd prefer to do that one.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't want to. I
2: don't want to make fun of Rosie O'Donnell. Like I don't. Wanna, the thing know? I like about the James Harden one is it's got like a DFS, uh, you know, vibe to it. So people yeah. will definitely be liking
1: that thing all day. These are both good, by the way. They're both good submissions. I, I like. I like the premise of both of them. Uh, I, I I can appreciate them for the art they are, but I I can't appreciate them because no, I'm putting in I'm putting a predicament. I'm not uh, particularly happy about. Um oh uh, do I get the name of the strip club? Um What, what mean, did you come up with? Did you have anything or no?
3: I you mean just, deja vu yeah. is the obvious one, it's a big chain, oh. but um, Jiggles
1: is the first thing that came to mind for me, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> actually, Jiggles, club, is that free. actually
3: the name of one? Oh, everything's gotta have a name.
1: I, I just got a flashback to a friend of mine. I either the, he was at a strip club that was named Jiggles or he had a lap dance with a dancer named Jiggles. I don't recall which was the case, but nonetheless uh we can figure that out off air i suppose
3: i'm also um, looking up names of um (laughs) of strip clubs in nashville there's deja vu there's pure gold crazy horse sure there's menages which probably refers to a menage sure i mean james harden hits a lot of threes um yeah so
1: yeah i'm trying to think what the like crazy Horse is the name of a club too, I believe.
3: Crazy Horse is the name of a casino. It's the name of a club and it's the name of a strip club.
1: It's a versatile company that Crazy. It's all under one umbrella. Is it? Wow, impressive. No, I don't think so. I just, <laughs> I think it's just everybody uses it for whatever purpose they see fit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like a live music. You can see a Crazy Horse here in Nashville. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's the one I gotta take because I'm not gonna. I'm not here to make fun of Rosie O'Donnell. Is it making fun of her? It's kind of mocking her, yeah. And, like, you know, yeah, it's kind of mocking. You're kind of we, mocking
3: We could have put Lena Dunham instead.
1: Yeah, and same, same principle.
3: <laughs> I just don't like her.
1: <laughs> a lot of people don't like her, for some reason. I mean, whatever. I've been the,
3: and I, I uh, there's definitely a reason behind it. Mean, Rosie <laughs> O'Donnell hasn't done anything to make me not like her at all. <laughs> I'm curious to get your reasonings. She was fantastic. Is. Uh, what was it, Betty and the Flintstones? Viva Rock Vegas.
1: That was one of the worst movies of all time. Like disagree. Real. You did not enjoy that. I no, I like, most starring Rick did. Moranis as Barney and John Goodman as Fred Flintstone. You did. Yes, not I love movie. John Goodman. I like John Goodman too, but even John Goodman himself will tell you that was a terrible, terrible movie.
3: I don't think he will because he doesn't want to besmirch the twenty five percent Rotten Tomatoes rating.
1: Twenty five percent is that the audience score? Or is that the uh, is that the critic score?
3: That's the critic score. The audience score is twenty one percent whoa <laughs> the audience thought it
1: was worse than the critics <laughs> that was a terrible movie uh, i was so excited when they're like oh wow are they gonna make a flintstones live action awful i loved
3: um, it i loved it
1: so i'm just stalling but yeah we're gonna go with the james harden one i suppose uh grant tell the people again if they stuck around this long we appreciate it and we warned you this is all nonsense here at the end but we want somebody to win a t-shirt how are they going to win a t-shirt this week
3: Weirdest restaurant stories. I mean, you can have getting kicked out for vomiting. Some random guy joining your table under false pretenses. Someone refusing to leave your table, apparently pissing off a waitress that she quits in mid 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 service. Um, if you're Travis Mangone, he didn't actually make her quit, did he? I don't
2: even know. Uh, she didn't quit, but she uh, yeah, she passed the table.
3: Yeah. So well, you're man. trying
1: all these loopholes, man. Mango, you can't buy wings. You can't afford twelve bucks worth of wings. Seriously. I mean, it's
2: it's about trying to beat the challenge, I and mean, I'm just trying to. You gotta respect the hustle, man. Come
3: on. And I, in fact, beat the challenge. So second, mango. It
2: <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Hey, yeah. I got fired as a
1: waiter. You want to know why I got fired? in an email, <laughs> was described
3: <laughs> as too sassy. Sassy. Somebody oh called gosh. me too sassy. All right, that's a good one, Don. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was a smartass. I mean I was just having fun and just kinda of goofing around. But like don't call me a smartass. Call me other things, but sassy I am not. You I are
3: sassy. sassy, sir. No, I am I am I'm a lot of things. You're a firecracker. You are <laughs> sassy.
1: I'm a firecracker before I'm sassy. Uh man you have a final thought as far as this late? I oh, mean, let's get out of here. Well, Mangone's got to go to sleep. He was supposed to get a nap. He didn't get one earlier, so he's cranky. I'm, so, I'm just happy, Mangone, you made it to the end of the pod. I appreciate that. Thank you for powering through. I'm sure the listeners are appreciate it as well. Grant's about the over as well because we're uh, recording It's like, what, one o'clock in the morning, depending on where you're at?
3: I'm, I'm, it's it's, it's midnight right now. It's Mangone's, like, two in the morning.
1: Yeah, I middled it. We're doing time zones, yeah. And people don't care about time you're, zones, are Well,
3: you're at one in the morning.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. We're I all in this. different time zones. Neat. Grant, final thought?
3: I've got, I guess, no offense, going for 20. 20 yards? 20, 20 DK points.
2: <laughs> All right, well, I look forward
3: did, to did, talking
1: did, to James what, Harden
2: tomorrow. Did, yeah, are it's one a.m. your shift starting soon here?
3: <laughs> yeah, tell <until> James <laughs> Harden I said hello.
1: I, I got a Jiggles is covering for me. <laughs> We got to get out of here. I hope you all enjoy our nonsense. I hope you all understand this is a first look podcast. That's why we don't have to get too far into the numbers. This is not the last podcast you listen to in DFS. It's the first, first podcast you listen to in DFS. He's Mangone. He's Grant. Thank you to Yahoo for sponsoring the show. I'm Dean. We're out of here. Holler.